In Jesus' name. If I record you on my phone, I can no. send you the file. I think that I am doing yeah, it because we're at 09, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I know. None of the kids are here. I'm just, I'm excited. Well, it's really kind of funny. This is, this is what I find is really, um, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of join you. I find it interesting because I believe that the people here already know the lesson. Um, so I think that we're going to just see it from a different perspective because at this point, you know, Ron and I, um, really thought that this was going to be a short teaching and it turned out to be a little bit more than we thought it was going to be, which shouldn't surprise us. But anyway, we've spent the last number of weeks basically saying, what do we receive from the Lord? And um, this week, we're going to be talking about what can we give the Lord? And next week, because that's, this is actually what the lesson is supposed to be, um, relational giving. Um, and of course, it was based on Luke. Um, which of course give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap for the measure you use, it will be used um, it will be used to measure you my paraphrased version um, that right there so everyone can hear um, so we talked about receiving so we'll open up the question what do we give God? Early, God tells us that He wanted to commune with us. So we might not be able to justify or even quantify what God wants, but He made it very clear. He wanted us, which means He's getting what He wanted. When you say he's getting what he wanted, what do you mean? Expound on that for me. Well, I mean, God had to know we're less than perfect. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, I only want to commune with perfect people. Mm -hmm. And so in our imperfection, we are still giving him what he knew he was going to get. So... Our presence alone is a gift to God. No, I'm not saying that. And that's a good counterpoint. What I'm saying is, we are taught through his word how we should be respecting and worshiping him. But he wanted a relationship with all people. Okay. Not just those striving to perfectly worship him. We're moving our chair. And when, <laughs> I think I started it, but I didn't mean to. And when we didn't do well enough, your fault. After several attempts to bring us together, he brought his son down uh, as sort of a, a new relationship. Wow. It's like Lego. <laughs> Transform. Well, we've got transformation of one type right now, so that's exactly. okay. Um, so, so once once Jesus came and paid the ultimate sacrifice, we then, in one form or another, has forgiveness. 
Because I think we went way off the charts. Okay. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to stop you because I agree with what you're saying, and at the same time, uh, I want to bring it back in. Okay. Um, you're absolutely right in everything you said, but now let's look at it this in a very practical, day-by-day, -day living, walking in our human bodies. Um, literally, what can we give God? Like on a very literal, very practical basis, what well, can we give God? The answer to that is actually nothing, because there's nothing that we can do that God couldn't do on so. I would challenge that. Okay. I, I and the reason is because on a <clears throat> on a practical level, there is there are things that God wants from us. Um, you know, for example, Sue said praise. But the other thing, <clears throat> the thing that we find so easily, um, so easy to say is, he wants our hearts. And we think that, I'll just sit, speak for myself, just literally within the past 24 hours, the Lord has convicted me that he hasn't had my heart. Mm -hmm. That when I have <clears throat> been, um, uh, thinking about Hebrews eleven six, that um, everyone who comes to God must believe that He is, that is that He exists, and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And He's shown me that when I'm praying, uh, ironically, the the Holy Spirit class is going on right now. Uh, when I've been praying in tongues, my heart hasn't been tuned into Him. It's just been, it's just been. And so I have not been diligently pursuing him from the heart while I'm praying to him in the spirit. And I, he wants my heart. He wants my heart. And he wants me to want to know his heart. And so I haven't given him my heart. And I don't know when that, when I, you know how when you're trying to dial in on a radio and you're kind of in between stations and <clears throat> thank God you are y'all are old so you know what I'm talking about. That's very old radio. Push buttons. I do it even on my radio. Even though I have the push button. I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you, sister. Yeah, I'm in between stations. Well, I've been a little bit in between stations. Okay. And it's been okay because I wasn't connected enough with him. So he said to me, I want your heart. So that's one of the things that we can give to God is not just say we're giving him our heart, but actually give him our heart. Our full attention. And even by your own words earlier, Charles, you said that one of the things that God wants from us is communion. Absolutely. But. He can't give communion to himself the way he can with us. Now that's an interesting perspective that I had put in there. Okay. Um, so even just that, that's one of the reasons why we were created um, for fellowship with him. Um, but doesn't, doesn't God want our body, mind, soul, and strength? Mm -hmm. That's the Bible? Mm-hmm. That's everything, right? Mm -hmm. Not just the heart. Mm-hmm. How do we give them? How do we give him that? 
on a practical level. I mean, we know these truths to be true. We know he wants our heart. We know he wants our body, mind, and spirit. He wants our all in all. Uh, are any of you guys there? Because if you are, please sit here and mm -hmm. teach. <laughs> I mean, because that—I mean—that's a—it's good Christian knees, and I, I don't mean to say it like that. But how do we practically do these things? I think what you said, praise is, is a practical thing, uh, but but sincere praise. I think also um, part of this is my personality, but I like to talk to him. That's how I give him my heart, my mind, my strength, or whatever. Yes. I like to talk to him, so I talk to him about things that I want. Okay, I've got, I've got a question you. Do you talk with him, or do you talk at him, and you just use him as a sounding board? I talk to him. Is there a difference? Okay. Talk Other ways of communicating, and I do this quite a bit, is through worship. I play my music and I sing my songs and I give them to God. What does that mean? It means giving my heart, my feelings, my gift that He has given me to give back to Him. It was interesting in worship today, now you bring that out, okay? One of the songs they said, um, they sang, is I don't want your blessings. You don't owe me anything. I just want you. I don't want your blessings. You don't owe me anything. I just want you. Is that really what we do on a regular basis when we're worshiping, when we're working, when we're resting, when we're do we approach God like that? And this is not meant as condemnation. This is meant as reflection. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he nailed me on. So when they sang, when that song started, I was on the floor in tears. Because that's exactly what he nailed me on last mm -hmm. night. That you are, you're doing the things and you're doing it with affection, but you have your own agenda. Because that's another one mm -hmm. of the lines in the song. He said, you know, I'm not coming with my own agenda. I'm coming with, you know, Lord, save my children, you know. And that's okay, like you said, it's not, he didn't condemn me. He didn't shame me. He just was like, how about the times when you and I just hang out? Will you just listen to my heart like a friend would? So, I mean, I could go to Sue and say, hey, Sue, how's your back? And then tell her all everything that happened yesterday in my life and never once stop to hear <laughs> Sue's answer to the question. All I heard was I'm giving him coffee and... <laughs> <laughs> you, you shut down right away. <laughs> you heard that. But that's how she heard it, though. I know you didn't it. But how often, how often, this is the practical, right? Yeah. This is the practice. How often do we really do that with God? Yeah. Where we hear a snippet and we go off on these tangents and, and we, we don't gain the full understanding 
I mean, even, I mean, you guys or most of you have heard that, you know, we really felt impressed that the Lord wanted us to run a bed and breakfast. And, you know, then we actually almost went and bought a business, a bread and breakfast. And, you know, finally we stopped, you know, we heard the Lord right. He did want us to run a bed and breakfast, but it was what we were already doing. It wasn't as a business because we just stopped and kind of went off on this tangent and we didn't <coughs> listen to the full conversation. You know, we didn't listen to the full conversation. But it's funny, I think for me it's like that window. All I'm getting is, I was wanting to listen or to hear, but all I was getting was the noise. And times for me I'm venting or talking at him and not in an environment or a place where there's an opportunity to ask what to say. If he was given an opportunity to respond. So one of the best things or best places we can begin giving to God is with our attention and our focus, even while we're doing things like praising or worshiping, rather than just singing a song or saying the words, but being present while we're doing that. And even as Leona was sharing, I mean, there's plenty of times when I prayed in the spirit where it's like, okay, I'm praying in the spirit while I'm washing the dishes, you know? And, you know but, driving home. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm really crying. This way, the way. But, you know, yeah. how but, much of my attention is really being given to what I'm you know, trying to do. You and I went and visited my mom yesterday, and now she's. I know she doesn't have that much longer. I'm hoping a year and a half now, too, but. Um, kind of putting this in the same way that she acted yesterday because even though we were in the same room with her, she felt that we were not um, communicating with her. Mm. Well, she told us she felt so alone, alone mm -hmm. and lonely. And I just of that and, and thinking, you know, where the Lord is. That's not because he's not there. Mm -hmm. It's because we have silence between us. Yeah. And we get all that stuff out of Um right? No. I'm gonna actually disagree with that statement. It's not because we have so much in between us that makes us unable because God is omnipresent, we allow that stuff mm -hmm. to put distance, you know? And, and But so many times we use that as an excuse. Oh no, I'm not, no, that's not how I meant it. You know? I no, I mean, but I'm saying that I've got so much. I put I, this in front of him. I put that in front of him. I, I, 
don't stop. I'll, oh, I'll talk to him when I'm driving. I'll talk to him when I'm doing this. I'll talk, but will I sit there and just Even when we're, I went to a teaching yesterday, and um, one of the, the woman that was doing the teaching said, um, "Okay, Scripture tells us to bless our enemies." So, you know, I was praying earnest prayers of blessing upon them that they would recognize the need for them to repent, and that they would recognize the need for, um, you know, the healing, and you know, and, and true, true prayers and you know I'm and true things you know I mean I've actually said that you know that Lord you know may they may they find your heart may they recognize that what the error there but that's not blessing them that's not being present with God that's setting forth an agenda in our prayers saying Lord I want you to bless them the way I want them to be blessed which will be good for you <laughs> and no, therefore also and good with me with I disagree because there's just depends on the motive of your heart when you're praying for them too and, and that's because I would pray that if you guys are interceding for me that you would pray Lord I pray that she would encounter your repentance thank you and that's yeah thank you that's the second part of what I was going to share you're fine <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, this it's there's so much of our own heart you know it's literally we can't separate bone and marrow our heart is deceptive above all things it is um, the Holy Spirit that knows our heart better than ourselves but if we're in that present with the Lord whether we're in worship whether we're in praise whether we're in petition for others, um, prayer for others, are we being aware of who God is? Uh, we just spent how many weeks? Four, five, six weeks on what God has given us. And, and the very beginning and the foundation of this is He has given us everything. Everything. Do you know there's 84,600 um, seconds in a day and every day there's a new accounting tomorrow there's going to be 80 what did I say 84,600 I think or 86,400 whatever all right and every single minute every single second is a gift from God how are we using that are we recognizing that that's a gift from God? When we're yelling about the toilet seat being down yeah. or, or when we're frustrated because that person is just not respecting us the way they should be or the way that idiot drove on the freeway or the way that society is just being horrible with disrespect and walking out and stealing. I mean, are we recognizing that our God is big enough to overcome all of that? Are we recognizing you that... I mean, if we're not, then why don't we start? Is that a gift to God, then? For us to do that? For us to do that. Yeah. What can we give to God? Being 100% present, 86 or 84,600 seconds of every day. 
mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And um, our ears. I like to um, when I when I see a situation, I say, God, let me see through your eyes. Mm -hmm. Because if I can see through God's eyes, then the situation is different. Because if I can see that situation through God's eyes, then I won't <coughs> complain. Then I will say, you know what? Maybe that person is having a bad day. Or maybe that, because when I, when I, you know, if I see, you know, I didn't see it the way Anthony seen it. You know, is apples to oranges to Anthony. I didn't see it because when he explained it, I didn't I didn't see it the way he seen it. You know, or when he when I explained it my way, then Anthony was just like, you know what, I didn't see it that way. You know, and so, you know, if we see it through God's eyes, it makes total sense, you know, through God's eyes. You know, and so if we just see it through God's eyes, it it, it just make perfect sense. And so and I'm going back through, you know, first Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, love is patient, love is kind. You know, love doesn't boast. It's an action. Exactly. Love does not, you know, hold. It does not envy. It is not proud. Yeah, it's long. Exactly. Yeah. And if we, um, and then I'm thinking of Ephesians, love does not um, let the sun go down in this anger. So if we repent of that, you know, then, uh, you know, we need to just let things go. Uh, and so I, I'm just, I know that you're a teacher. No, you're fine. You're fine. This is, this is a discussion. Giovanna, we don't, Thank you. Um, you know, interactive class. Thank you. it is an interactive <laughs> class. And yes, while I do and appreciate the honor that you give me as the instructor Thank you. and, and we will, you know, shut things down or redirect as necessary. Um, we are not the end all be all of knowledge. Um, Holy Spirit works in all of us and we are but one perspective. Um, while we have lots of, while we study, we, you know, we, we pray, we prepare all of this stuff. Um, everything needs to be tested before the Lord. And again, we don't stand above correction either. So um, that's a side note. Um, I know something else we can give to God. We can clothe our neighbor, feed our neighbor, visit people in prison, mm -hmm. do those things because there's that scripture that says <clears throat> when you do that, you're doing it to the Lord. Absolutely. I was thinking about what fish, what older lady was talking about. Hold it, hold it. Hold it, thank you. Um, she was talking about we're only going to be here for a year. And, or, well, we'll do that when we get the money to do that. What can we give to God? Well, we can give him something. We can. I, I can't imagine the level of poverty that they see every day. Um, I venture to, I, I imagine that 
even our poorest of poor have it better than yes. most of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, running water, city sewers, all those kinds of things that we view as basic needs, most of that country doesn't have. Um, and the farther you get out from the city, it would be even worse. And it's not just that country, but yeah. And that's not just that country. This country is probably the same way if you go far enough out. And there are still areas that are yep. that remote. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't have as many people in them. And some of those do. Mm -hmm. um, so that giving that trust or that faith or the all right, let me be provided for that. Like her husband said, well, he gave us enough to do this, so we're going to do this. Instead of saying, well, we don't have enough to do the whole thing, so we're not doing anything until we get the whole thing. Like she was saying, um, no, I have faith. Well, he gave us enough to do that, so I'm going to take that step. How do you, do we take that step? Do we, that would be something that we could give to him. It would be, all right, Lord, I trust you. One step forward. Or whatever that is. Because we're each different. Giving him our, our faith and our trust, not just with the financial things, which, no, it would be but anything. with our relational things. Talking to somebody, um, having a what could be a potentially hard conversation or um, Taking food to somebody who was hungry, um, giving somebody some clothes, anything. Whatever the Lord is prompting to say, all right, I'll do that. And you bring up a, a good thing. It is obedience. Taking food to someone that you don't even know is hungry. I know a lot of people that live in a nice home, have a nice car, and their fridge is empty. So we think of giving to the homeless, the people that are in need, but we don't recognize that those who are in need could live in the same nice neighborhood we do. You know? Yeah, we're talking about prayer, and I, I used to think I brought everything to God. But I only brought things to God that I was not completely secure with. Mm. Ooh, ouch. And then Gloria takes it to a new level. She wants to talk about praying about just this morning, the car getting from our home, which is one mile to the church. And when she first started doing it, my reaction was, I can handle this. It's not something I'm insecure about. I'm yeah. going to get there, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I never brought those things to God. Now... She starts praying, it's like perfectly normal. Yeah, and when she forgets to do it, I'm going, you know, aren't, you know, it's just a mile of church. You got yeah. roughly three minutes to get the <laughs> prayer done. <laughs> you know, so yeah, um, so yeah it, it, it's a new, new thought to me. I mean, it's years old now, but the whole concept of going from where I live up to here, never thought about praying about that, but you really got to slice it that small. Mm -hmm. And we forget about yeah, that. Yeah, and so, I mean, if I'm going to sit down and write text, which is something I do all the time, I'll have a big prayer about it because I don't know where it's going to take me. I know where the car's going to take me, so I, I just never did that. 
It's an interesting it's idea that we don't take the things that we think we can. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very <clears throat> So, I mean, everything has to be taken to God, and the things that we think are so <laughs> insignificant that we don't think about them still need to be brought to God. And that's what, that literally was a big denominator missing out of my life. Are we present with God 84 six seconds, 84,600 seconds of every day? Or 86, four, I gotta do the math. I've, now, I'll give you another one. Every eight minutes and change, a new ray comes from the sun to the earth. So, yeah. I think it's really uh, awesome that you bring that out, uh, Charles, that, that things that we are not secure about, we don't take to God because it is. When we think about this whole conversation, what I get a picture of is what type of relationship do I have? Exactly. Because I don't treat him like I mean. I mean, I don't treat him like he's a person. Yeah, is he my emergency friend? Off. Thank you. Is he my I emergency mean, friend? My my mentor that I go to I when I need book, direction. I watch his movies and I say his things. But how much time am I spending with him? Yep, exactly. And I'm not that person hanging on one hand off a cliff, going, "Lord, save me." No, I'm not there. Yeah, That's yeah. not. But I mean, I never yeah. took it to a small enough piece. But that's what it's about. Exactly. And that's where he's taking us, right? I feel that. I've been doing my job for 25 years, and most of you know a couple of years ago, 26 years ago, a couple of years ago, it became all my job. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with that. And so I started reading books, I started listening to podcasts and taking classes. But in the end, like when I would have to have those difficult conversations or handle a, a situation, I, I would pray, right? Because that's what he told me to do. And I was like, okay, okay. But I've always been, you know, when there's something to do, I can do it. Because that's a gift, right? Like I have a gift of leadership. I have a gift of administration. If there's something to do, I can do it. I can move people. I can make things happen. And that's what I do. But I can't do it without and that's what I began. I began. I was like, okay, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I can't do this. You know, I was doing okay for a little bit, but I was like, I just can't. I, can't do this I really don't have these skills, Lord. Why am I here? Right? I know this is where you call me, but why am I here? I don't have these skills. And so, as I began to pray, He began to show me. It's like, okay, there's a situation. Lord, you know this situation. I don't know what to do. And then He would bring me the answer. He would bring me the conversation to have. He would bring me the words to speak, and I'm get and he's changing me. So now I'm getting to where, like in the morning, okay, this is my day. What what do you want me to do with this? Right? Help me prioritize this, and we'll. I spend that. You know, it's not. All, I mean, five ten minutes. Okay, this is what I have to do. I got to do this, and I am finding myself changing like. And then when I'm doing it, I'm like, this is obvious. You should have been praying for your day a long time ago. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so just getting to that point, like he's changing how I administrate, how I use my gifts. And I can't just use it anymore. It has to come mm -hmm. from him. And the more you practice getting it from him, the less time it takes. You're right. Like, I'm so productive now. Like... I don't even know 
know how I functioned before. Sometimes I didn't. But <laughs> but I like find myself so productive now that like it's unbelievable the things mm -hmm. that we're accomplishing. <laughs> You know what the picture? I'm sorry, yeah. I just got this picture as as Victoria was sharing that amplifying what Charles was saying of a laptop. You know how when you you know laptops were originally designed so that you could work with them without them being plugged in. Because that was the difference between the desktop and laptop. Now for all you listening by podcast, I'm really old. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't work with desktops anymore. But anyway, that was the original intent, that you could take a laptop someplace and you didn't have to have a cord and have it tethered. But with a laptop, when you unplug it from the power cord, the light dims a little bit. Yes. So if we're operating out of gifts that he's given us, or even in relationships that he's blessed us with, or in offices that he has promoted us to, or you know, as parents or as spouses, without being tethered to him, the light dims. And then there comes a time where there is no more power <laughs> to that laptop. Um, things start running things a lot slower. Yes. yes. Yeah. And they get janky. And so, um, it's a good analogy. It just it get weird viruses. Yeah, ooh, you went there. Uh huh. <laughs> well, that's like we still have Microsoft Seven computers, and we're waiting on our Microsoft Ten computers. And I know that Microsoft is doing that, but they are so bad right now because <laughs> they're exactly they they're want not, you to make the upgrade. Yeah, they're not they're not plugged in. And using that analogy, yeah. if we're not plugging in every day, every minute, every second, and and we think that every second, well, wait a second, I can't, you know, I can't stop and pray every second. Just as the window is open and it's hard to be distracting, you know, it's hard to not be distracted by that. We can lean in and hear the other at any time. It may be a lot more struggle, but we if we lean in, we can hear that more. We can hear God more and be less distracted. So you were going to say something? Um, well, it's kind of a ways back when he was talking about the, um, the missionary that was talking mm -hmm. um, When she talked about how they had enough money to do the foundation, but not enough money to do anything else. And, you know, they felt led to do that. The first thing I thought of was that scripture that says, count the cost. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is why we have to be, like, really plugged into God to hear him tell us what we're supposed to do. Because in that situation, she could have told her husband, oh no, the scripture says right here, we have to count the cost, and da da da, whatever the rest of that scripture says. She could have used that scripture yes. to not do what the Lord was telling them to do. That's good. Absolutely. That is really good. And that's, when we started this class, we said, okay, we're going to do a, a, a scripture search on receiving versus giving. We came up with a verse, it's better to give than receive. That was Paul's quote of what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it, right? It's better to give than to receive. So why, you know, why are we talking about relational giving? We're supposed to give. Mm 
But if you look at the totality of Scripture, we have to receive from the Father. We have to receive from the Son, and we have to receive from the Holy Spirit. And if we are not receiving, and if we're not recognized where we are getting everything from, then we're giving out of ourselves, and it's a dead-end pool. It's a dead-end pool. That's amazing to me. I'll tell you what it's amazing to me. It's because when I give, I don't think about it. It just happens. When I receive, all these barriers go. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, why? I've never thought that I'm receiving from God in tangible things. Mm -hmm. And so here I am listening, and I'm thinking about what you're saying, and I'm going, wow. Maybe God wanted me to have that. I don't know. Listen to podcast two or three of this series, Relational Giving. And um, yeah, it was a really interesting discussion on how to receive well. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you well, were there's saying? still room for you, Charles. And there's room for all of us. Lucy, I've been thinking about the whole time we've been talking. Uh, at work, one of the things that they have us do is at the end of every day, we have this diary almost. And as staff members, we would write in what we did that day. And the joke was kind of, it was the big red book of lies. Because you said what you did that day when you may have not done everything. It's not supposed to be that way, but that was kind of a joke. And then I got promoted to a supervisor, and my boss told me to say, hey, you need to keep that same book for yourself. So pretty much every day or the first of the day, I will pull the book out and write down what I did the day before or that after or that day. Um, and I've always been told on a personal level that we should be journaling, we should be documenting what happens and how things are happening and what the Lord's doing. And then the idea of being able to give something back to the Lord to be able to recognize or document or take hold of what he did for you that day. Um, that would be another tangible way to give something back to God. That's, that's um, kind of ties in with actually my next point is actually giving God a humble heart. Then, you know, if you're keeping that journal, you're keeping that journal not just for the good things. Yeah. No, you're 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 documenting all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing my job at work, I'm documenting conversations with employees or phone calls from from the public <coughs> that I've that I've had. That if it went great, fine. If it didn't go great, I document that too. And, and now I have three or four years of these books, and when things come up because somebody has now brought stuff back, it all takes time. And so, well, I don't know, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, I did, okay, yeah. You know, and you're able to reflect and it, <clears throat> it builds confidence in yourself and also in others. And in for doing that with the Lord, it will build confidence with Him. Mm -hmm. To Absolutely. be able to look back and say, oh yeah, I remember when you took care of me or when you, provided or when you, you know, whatever, um, 
you would have that documentation to be able to get back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it gives us the balance of recognizing two things are equally true at the same time. We are nothing but filthy rags. And we are God's workmanship created in his image with access to all authority and power that he has given us. And by keeping an account, we remain humble by recognizing because of him, in spite of this. Because of him. You know, so whatever we're dealing with, he is more than able in spite of us. So if we give him that second and allow him to work in that moment, all of these things come together. And as, as Victoria said, we just become so much more efficient and we have no idea how. <laughs> It's like tithing. It's like tithing. I mean, giving, giving, giving our. I. My mother was an accountant, and I have no. I mean, I, I, I keep track of my money, not as well as Anne does, but I keep. I'm not sure why I have that reputation, but okay. It's good. It's good. If you need financial advice, Anne is a person to go to. She's really good. Um, it's 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 a blessing. It is a gift, and and it's a blessing. Um, yes, and every blessing comes with potential for curse too. Every blessing comes with a potential curse too. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's the money doesn't add up. But the principle of tithing and offering and giving, um, there's a healing, there is a freeing, and there is a provision. Um, which actually one of my later points, this was an interesting um, I, I read this quote in, in doing this search and it really kind of gain a testimony of a gospel principle okay that we can give God a testimony of the gospel working in our life David Ferguson says um, to experience scripture to experience scripture. Um, if you know your word and you live out that experience, that, that first-hand personal experience becomes transformational in helping someone else have that first-hand experience. Um, I think earlier someone was, you know, we, when we know about God, but we don't know God. You know, I could sit here all day and talk to you about our presidents because, you know, we can look up on the website and find out what their favorite meals are and how tall they are and, you know, but I don't know any of them. I don't. Um, for a long part mm -hmm. of my walk with God, I knew about him. I didn't know him. Um, I once gave testimony that I always felt like I was at one of those Sea World shows, you know, with this huge glass this in glass. front, yes. Yes. you know, mm -hmm. and, and you see the animals 
and doing their beautiful things and whatnot. And occasionally you get squirted with the water, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> um, so you feel like you're there, you know? Uh, but the truth of the matter is God wants us to be all in. He wants us to be fully immersed. And again, it goes back to that 84,600, or 8,600, I've got to figure out. 86. Okay, 86,400. Okay. 86,4. That's how I'll remember it backwards. Um, but literally every second. It is the small things that count, and we can give God our every second. Um, just, I'm seeing this deficit clock counting down the seconds you haven't given. You know, like the money clock where the government has, it keeps going up and up with the debt, okay? It's almost like we could have a debt clock in seconds, and it's ticking for all... At the end of the day, we can do a balance between sleep and being awakened. Yeah, but God doesn't. And you know how no, I know? I, I realize that. I, you know how I know he doesn't? Because he gives us a new day. Exactly. And the clock starts all over. Yeah. So even though it might have been a debt yesterday, exactly. it's not today. That's right. Amen it's, for that. And that's the perfect circle. <laughs> I don't know how well this actually works. It's Groundhog Day. Mm. It's that stupid <laughs> commercial with Bill Murray that they did during the Super Bowl. You, you oh, wake up, and he's yeah. like, oh, no. And everyone he meets is the same person. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the same day. But, and for him, it, the commercial was funny, but for us, it is that. It's new. <clears throat> Every day you wake up, I've got another 86400 figure out mm -hmm. what am I gonna what's today gonna hold <clears throat> so how am I gonna give to God and one of the every day you wake up there's another opportunity another gift another chance to say okay today I'm gonna do this didn't do so well yesterday but today I'm gonna start right tomorrow well I'm, I'm gonna call out what you are going to be doing, and I love it. Um, if you don't mind me publicly sharing on podcast about your plan. Oh boy! <laughs> just and here I thought I was just going to be accountable. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really going to have to do it. You are. Okay. I mean, but that's the, the that's the truth. I mean, it's that? it's. Okay. You know that there's something that you need to do. You need to do your back back exercises. And that is something that is actually honoring God. Mm -hmm. You started out the conversation or early in the conversation, Ron, about where to present our body holy living sacrifices, right? Mm -hmm. This is God's temple. Taking care of this temple is one of the things that we can give God to. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever given a toy to a kid and less than 24 hours later it's trashed, you're kind of like, you know, you get disappointed, you get a little frustrated, and if it continually happens, I don't necessarily believe God is like this, and at the same time, he's not going to continually going to want to bless us in abundance if we're constantly, yeah, if we're irresponsible with what he's given us. Mm -hmm. 
You know, he's not going to give me really good health if I decide, um, well, all I'm going to do is eat cupcakes and smoke cigarettes. The parable of the talents. Parable of the talents. Um, so I like what you said in that in giving honor to God as well as your body, um, postponing something that your heart desires for opportunity to do that. Taking account, stopping and saying, how am I going to spend my... 86.4. How am I going to take? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it's, it's a wow moment. And I also like what Pastor Jason Bishop did a few years ago. He had this big jar filled with marbles. And every day. Okay. The missionaries from Africa... Obviously, quote unquote, this is going to be our last, you know, journey. Um, you know, we have a clock that does run down. Are we giving to the Lord what He desires? Which is really funny because it's less for His benefit mm -hmm. than it is for our benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't say my benefit. Because what he does in me, he only does in me so that it can be through me. So, all right. Any questions or? Yeah, I was going to share that. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Um, as you're reminded, uh, with with the journaling uh, as well as the praising, so Dave, and then what Steve shared that one of the um, things that I've learned to give to God is to praise Him, um, praise Him biblically, meaning using His Word um, as ways to give Him loud, as ways yep. to honor Him, but also very personally. Um, and for me, that helps me connect with him and his heart in a humble way. So literally, for example, driving, I, I, if I was home, I, I would probably write it out. But um, because I wasn't home, I actually saw something that I'm very grateful for. So while driving, I was like, Lord, thank you very much for the, for the greenness of the hills. We haven't had rain, and the hills are going to be turning golden very soon if we don't have more rain. But God, thank you for how green they've been even though we haven't had rain. And thank you for the fact that when they turn golden, they're still green. Mm -hmm. And thank you, God, I didn't see them this morning, but thank you, God, for the cows. For some reason, I just like, when I see the cows eating the grass, I'm just happy. I don't know why, but I am, it make me really happy. So I'm thanking him for that, that exactly, you are sisters, very personal to me. I mean, if I were to say that in a prayer meeting, people would probably be like, okay, but you know what? It doesn't matter because for he and I, it's a place of bonding and a place of connection. So that's something that I'm able to give to him, whatever that looks like on any given day or sometimes even in any given segment of a day. Um, just give him that honor that's something so personal uh, that takes him out of 
you know, you're just God of creation, that, but brings him like, you know, I could kiss the moon right here. <laughs> Thank you for personally creating the picture that you've put before me, the landscape that is hung before my eyes, that for no other purpose than to give me pleasure at this moment and enjoyment at this moment. That's what I call eye candy. Oh. Me. I it's good. I thought eye candy was when Brown was vacuuming. Well, that could be your <laughs> eye candy. So go on and thank the Lord for your husband vacuuming, girl. Come on. Yes. I like that. Giovanna, you were going to say something? I had a vision something? of Ron grazing on green grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giovanna, you were going to say something? I was going to say a lot. That's why I wanted her to go to class. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Keep in she, mind, we don't have a lot, a lot of time. Okay, it's so, 1 o'clock. Um, when she was talking about praising, I actually I was thinking of Psalms 1, 150, when it's, it talks mm -hmm. about praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in verse, specifically in verse 6, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. So um, that's a beautiful thing to me. And if and if we don't praise the Lord, then the, the rocks will cry out. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. And then um, when we was talking about earlier that, um, that we should pray, even Jesus prayed. He got up in the morning and he prayed. And so I make it a you know um, an issue to um, to get up in the morning before I even do anything. I pray. You know, I mean, I know sure. it's not about me, but you know, when he was talking about you know praying, I can't you know do anything. I mean, of course I go to the bathroom, but besides that, you know, I I try you know I try to do whatever you know before you know after going to the bathroom, I try to pray because Jesus you know showed that example. You know, he got up in the morning and he prayed, you know, and he, you know, he prayed to the Father. And so we talked about that. And then um, I, I think uh, we was talking about earlier, you know, um, as, as far as, uh, you know, we start a, a new day. Um, and so I, I believe as far as the East is to the West, that's how far God has forgiven our sins. So even though, you know, each day we begin a new day, but as far as the East is to the West, as, as far um, God has forgiven our sins in Psalms 103.12. Praise the Lord. So that's what I got. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I got more things put on my prayer list now. What, what is this word? Present. Present. Or present. Is it present or present? It could be either or. It could present. be either or. Mm -hmm. Now. I think it's present. Yeah. No, it literally is either or. Okay. Scripture tells us to present our body as living holy. Okay. And in process of doing that, that is a present to God. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wait, cool. Our gift to God. Mm -hmm. Our gift to God. Our gift to God. So, Lord, we thank you that you have given us another 86400. Um, help us to truly be present um, so that we can pre present, give you a present of who we are, all of us, every bit, our whole heart, our whole mind, and our whole body. Help us to take an accounting um, and never never lack gratitude that every second 
every breath, every word is a gift from you. Let our hearts be filled with gratitude, even in the moments when we tend to be overwhelmed and distracted. Bring us back so that our heart can be all in to everything that you have, everything that you are, and everything that you desire. And I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.